0: and why. <laughs>
1: back to the Clean Sweep Podcast, which is Elite Sports New York's Brooklyn Nets Podcast. This is your host, Matt Brooks. Uh, I am an absolute dingus and uh, had recording issues, so we're taking this a second time. I'm with my two co-hosts. It's been a while since we've had all three of us on. Uh, Danny Small and Nolan Jensen, how are you guys doing? Um, are you excited to kind of go through some of the not-so-great news today? I feel like that was hyperbole. <laughs>
0: Uh Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> like you said, we, we haven't had the, the full band back together in a little while, so I'm excited about that. But obviously, I wish we could be uh, talking about some, some better topics than uh, than the news we're going to have to get into with uh, some of the Kyrie and KD stuff.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. It is
2: unfortunate, but what can you do?
1: Um All right, the news. Let's do it real quick. I'll blast through it. Uh, At this point, most of you already know what's going on, but just in case, we got two news items. Well, really three if you count the video of KD absolutely draining threes. Uh, The first, though, Kyrie Irving. Uh, Basically, and I don't want to say ruled out for the season, but he's effectively, it seems like, been ruled out for the year after playing just 20 games out of, what, uh, mental math. What do we have? 53. 53, 53 so 53 far. Okay, yeah. I got you. So, yeah. So, not great. Um, there was a bunch of reports today. Nets had a practice uh, uh, I think around like noon or so. A um, bunch of reporters came. Kenny Atkinson addressed some things and basically said, guess what? Kyrie Irving's shoulder that was hurting uh, and, and was or not even hurting, but kept him off the floor for about, what, that was like two months, um, maybe even three. Uh, he... Essentially, it's not that he reaggravated it, but effectively the cortisone wore off. So uh, he's kind of going through the same things, uh, the same questions of does he need to have surgery are coming up. And then as for KD, uh, the guy who I think everybody thought was going to effectively rescue the season in a lot of ways, at least just from like a enjoyment perspective, um, he's also been ruled out. Not you know officially, but his mother Wanda Durant came on and I uh, came on a show, I don't remember which one, um, and basically said, you know, he is going to miss the rest of the year, and it's a, it's good for his psyche, among other things. Uh, it alleviates the pressure, um, which couldn't be more true now that we know that Kyrie's missing time. So, gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts on, you know, I guess both of these things, and I want to know, what do you guys think? Like, does this interrupt a, a killer playoff run, or is this kind of... You know, what we should have all been expecting the whole time. So, uh Nolan, I'll let you go first.
2: Oh, lot to unravel here. Yeah. Um i yeah, I was definitely one of the, the um optimists entering the season that thought that come, I don't know, late March, early April, that the Nets were gonna be fully healthy and make a playoff push and we're gonna get a general idea of what this core looks like with the complimentary pieces. Now it doesn't look like that's gonna happen whatsoever, and that's really unfortunate because this summer does have a lot of, you know, lingering questions about the rotation in personnel. Um, it's definitely disappointing. I'll talk about Kyrie Irving first. The Nets were playing better basketball. You know, they third in defensive rating in the last 32 games. Shout out for Gotham's reckoning for informing me about that. They've also held opponents to 27.5% shooting from the perimeter this month. So the defense was picking up and you add in a premier offensive talent like Kyrie Irving and you would think that, you know, best of both worlds would mesh together and the Nets would be this super menacing seventh seed come April. But now again, that doesn't look like it's going to be the case whatsoever. So it's, it's definitely the most pessimistic I've been about the season. Uh, The next 29 games, I, I fully expect Kenny Atkinson to tighten the rotation, like an eight, nine man rotation. And they try to capture that seventh seed. So they don't have to play the Milwaukee bucks in the first round. But at the end of the day, I won't say I'm writing off the season, but it definitely sucks. It definitely stings.
1: Danny, what you got? Yeah, no, you?
2: I think
0: I, th- I think I, I I agree. You know, mostly with with uh, with what Nolan's saying there. Kind of, I don't know if I was as high as him on the uh, you know the potential for the Nets to do some damage in the once the playoffs came. Um, but you know, it always, like basically we've talked about this ad nauseum. That you know, kind of all year, it was like, oh well, when Kyrie's healthy, that you know they'll be they'll be better than they are now. You know they'll start to pick it up, and then you know who, who knows? Maybe maybe KD comes back for the playoffs. All of a sudden, they're you know they're they're a, they're a really really good seven seed. I mean, I think that was kind of always what you know the eternal optimists of us would were were expecting. But now you know it, it is what it is. I mean, you you kind of you knew. I think most Nets fans and most people who watch this team kind of knew deep down in their hearts that it's never been about this season. Mm -hmm. It's always been about, you know, next season, the season after that. And then the fourth year, like kind of, you know, this wasn't the year the Nets were going to contend for a championship. And, you know, if everyone comes back healthy, whatever, like, you know, people will forget about this year, you know, no one will remember how, up and down and how you know Kyrie went through a million different injuries and this that the other thing um so I I mean it it depends what happens next year for me to say you know kind of like I don't know it just the season's been just such a wash and such a such a weird thing to watch uh unfold but as I told you guys a couple times off the show that uh like, I watch a lot of the Knicks, too. Like, I, I cover the Knicks. I go to the games and everything like that. So, like, the Nets, at least, even in this disappointing year, they're like a, a vacation for me when I get to watch the Nets. And uh, I told you guys when I was at the, the Wizards-Knicks game right before the All-Star break, I was sitting in the press box, but I had I had Nets-Raptors on. And I couldn't tell you anything that happened in the Knicks-Wizards game, but I was locked in on <laughs> Nets-Raptors. So, uh, I mean, at this point, you just you got to you, you roll out there with Dinwiddie, Lavert, you know, Joe Harris, Jared Allen. And you just you see what you got. I, th- I think they're going to get bounced in the first round, but it is what it is. It's it's all about next year for me now.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> my thought is and I you asked me this on Periscope and uh, you asked like who you'd want to see in the first round if you're the Nets especially now I don't think there really is a matchup that I would want but even if like even if the news came out today and said that it was oh Katie's coming back Kyrie's coming you know coming back in the next couple of weeks uh I don't know who I would have picked like I just even you know if they were the seven seed or these two superstar players like you have a group of guys that are basically have 20 well realistically not 29 I mean You'd be looking at maybe like 15 games to really figure out how to play together. Kenny Atkinson would have to figure out these rotations. Um, Kevin Durant would be by no means in game shape. Kyrie might not even be in game shape either uh, and would be likely dealing with shoulder injuries. So no matter what, I think that this was the destiny of the season, of it just being lost. Um, You know, once Kyrie aggravated that shoulder, that was pretty much it. And I remember feeling that in the moment, being like, wow, this— this is not good. Um, the fact that there's a prognosis of him, you know, potentially missing the full year, I don't really know what can change um, with that news coming out. Like, that's just not a good sign for a team that's already missing one of their best players. So, uh, I wish I was seeing this <laughs> live first time, and I, I. but it is the first time um, that many of you will be hearing this take. Uh, I actually think this is the best news possible for the Nets. I know that sounds crazy, but hear me out. Um you know, had I think had this news about Kyrie not dropped, uh, and maybe they've known about this for a couple of weeks that his shoulder was aggravated. I'm assuming that was kind of the 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 uh, thesis behind this whole thing. Um, I wonder if Katie would have come back. And my biggest worry with him all season, you know, even more than uh, you know, how would the team fit? Would Kyrie be able to play? Is would and I was probably the biggest question for me this year was it would just really. Would he come back too early? Would this be kind of like a repeat of the finals? Now we don't really have to deal with that potential hazard. That's removed off the table. KD's not going to play based on what his mom said, which I'm not going to disagree with. I think she probably knows better than anybody other than KD and maybe his agent that he's he's not going to play. He's There's no point in him playing. Kyrie doesn't have to come back. He doesn't have to rush like a, a potential shoulder surgery-worthy uh, ailment. So... Yeah, I you know I'm I'm in the camp of like, what's the worst that would have happened? Like now, these guys come out together. You don't have to worry about you know one of these guys trying to carry the team for the other while the other one is missing time because they're both going to effectively start on <laughs> October uh, of next year together. Um, and that was one of my biggest worries is that they're going to re injure themselves just because of you know having to carry the load a little bit more. So well,
2: to build on your point, I mean, what really was worth saving the last 29 games i mean the sixth seed i think they are five six games behind the pacers that's they're basically impossible. out of yeah that's basically out of reach um the last six seed to make it to the nba finals i believe was like 95 houston rockets if i'm not mistaken i mean they might have given a second seed a run for the money as a that menacing seventh seed with kyrie irving and kevin durant but it really wasn't that much left to save this season and those who said the primal focus will be in the twenty twenty slash twenty one NBA season are correct. I at the beginning of the year I was on the other side of the fence. But now, you know, different set of circumstances, things have changed, situations have changed. Now it's it's not worth trying to save these last, you know, twenty nine games of the year. You're probably gonna be a first round exit regardless. It's it's time to focus on the next season.
1: Um,
0: yeah, no, I was, I mean, I, I, when I was making my first point, I knew you were going to bring that, you know, best case scenario. Up. I didn't want to steal your thunder, but you know, after, after you said that it, it does make a lot of sense because, you know, I mean, Durant, his injury was, you know, kind of because he rushed himself back. I mean, it feels like Kyrie to a certain extent this year. Kind of rushed himself back. He got that cortisone shot. You know, he wanted to play. He wanted to get on the floor. At least, you know, this just makes it like, all right, guys, get healthy, get your legs under you. And I think one point I I on your periscope earlier that I I thought about. We were talking a little Olympics. Was uh, I think Durant's probably going to play in the Olympics? At least, if if I had to guess, I would say he he was going to want to. And if that's the case, that could be like the perfect way for him to kind of, you know, get his feet under him because, I mean, the Olympics, the the Team USA is going to roll through pretty much every team they play with the exception of, you know, maybe Spain or Serbia or probably not France, but Spain or Serbia can probably give him a game, France, Argentina, maybe, but for the most part. USA is going to going to roll. So it's like a kind of like a laid back way for Durant to get his legs under him, play in some games, get his rhythm back. And you know, he's not going to have to carry the load or anything like that. Cause he's going to have, you know, 11 other superstars alongside him. So again, we, uh, we talked about this, I think on your periscope, I would, it would have been exciting to see Kyrie and KD play on that, that, uh, that team USA Olympic roster. But now, just thinking it could be the perfect way for KD to kind of get himself ready while Kyrie kind of rehabs over the summer and gets himself right.
2: All right. Yeah, that's the best possible outcome. But I also have the worst possible outcome as well on the other side of the fence. Whereas I was really curious to see what this core would look like with the complementary pieces that they currently have. And now we're not going to be able to see that. And with a, you know, an off season that's basically clouded with uncertainty. We don't know who's going to stay. We don't know if they're going to make any significant, significant transactions. Sorry. With Levert and Prince's extensions kicking in. Now we really don't know what's going to happen whatsoever. And it would have been nice to be able to see them, even if it only had been, you know, 15, 20 games in a seven uh, best of seven first round series. Seen what the product on the floor had looked like. Now, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to see that. and That really sucks.
1: You know what? I actually disagree. Uh, I think we got enough of a sample to know that you can't have three guards that are really ball-dominant and a little bit one-way. It's, um, one way. Like, they it's all working for of, the Thunder, though. Yeah, but Chris Paul defends, and he distributes. Uh, Schroeder defends... Uh, SGA is like, I'd say like an average defender. Um, and they're, and they're not like, you know, I, I wouldn't say any one of Spencer's been distributing. Well, I actually think of anybody Spencer's made himself. Well, one, just because Kyrie's missed so much time that you almost need that insurance policy should he miss time, but also the way he's moving the ball lately, uh, the way he's been setting up Lavert, I actually think that's really helped him uh with and I don't know if the team will look at it this way but at least if I was running things which god forbid um I would look at that and say you know look this guy's really moving the ball he's involving people around him um so I I actually think that the way that we viewed the season or I guess the summer hasn't really changed that much I think that the guys whose extensions are hitting the summer are probably the most expendable ones and that hasn't really altered much throughout the season. You know, maybe a little bit less for Prince. I don't know what his value is, but if Carris can play well for two months, have a nice playoff series, you'd be surprised how much recency bias works in all. as not just looking at, uh, you know, fans obviously will overreact to stuff, but you know, th- there's a front office that'll bite on that.
0: You know, so all, all it takes is all it takes is one team to want to make that trade and make a big offer or, you know, want to sign a guy and make a big offer. Sure. All it takes is just one, you know, one, one front office, one GM, one president to say, okay, we're going all in on this and kind of like force the Nets hands. I mean, how many times has Sean Marks done something similar like that? I mean, back in the day when he would just, you know, when the Nets had no draft picks and they had all this cap space, he would just make like ridiculous, you know, crazy offers like on, on, uh, on restricted free agents and basically like the Alan Crabb, he made the, the trailblazers pick up that deal. I think there were a couple other guys who they're whoever they were. It's escaping me right now, but kind of like Johnson <laughs> there's always there's yeah. 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 Free that's Agent it, Tyler that's Johnson. It. There's going to, yeah, <laughs> th- there's going to be, there's going to be one team out there. That's just like, all right, you know, screw it. Like, let's go give Joe Harris a big contract. And then all of a sudden he's gone, you know, something like that. I mean, you never know. I think uncertainty is the word that I would,
1: uh, I would, I would use to describe the Nets right now. Question. Speaking of uncertainty, who are you guys more worried about long-term in terms of health?
2: That Go ahead. I'm like dying right now from my cough. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> um, okay. I'll, 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 I'll take this for a second. Uh, as much as it pains me to say it, cause you guys, you guys know I'm a, uh, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Kyrie. Uh, I don't want to say fan necessarily, but you guys know I, I, I love watching Kyrie play. But uh, he's to me, he's he's the he's the number one because obviously with Durant, an Achilles injury is a tough one. It's a bad one, and you, there are concerns there. But Irving has had, you know, he's had the knee issues, he's had shoulder issues. Uh, you guys, before we even jumped on the pod you guys brought up that he didn't even finish his full season at duke so there's been you know he's had these injury concerns for a long time in his career which i think i think you got to say it's Kyrie. but on the bright side duran is the better player duran is the guy that's you know he's there he's your number one and Kyrie's like that one a or one b whatever you want to call it um so i think i guess that's a good news but not really when you're talking about you know how injury prone Kyrie can be well if you were to
2: pick one or the other who would you rather be more injury prone I guess you would have to say Kyrie Irving because Kevin Durant is one of the most versatile scorers we've ever seen but to uh kind of reiterate what you said definitely Kyrie Irving um isn't that crazy
1: that's just crazy that a guy the the guy coming off an Achilles injury is the one sorry but I just think that's crazy no good that's where we're at Mm. That, well yeah that, um, I, go ahead because we're I'm gonna say the same thing uh, we're all in consensus of that uh, I want to hear your reasoning though sorry I really cut you off there
2: I'm not um, Yeah, I brought up a stat with you guys in the group chat actually since the 15 16 season that was the last time Kyrie Irving kind of played that you know quote-unquote full year he played 75 games played 36 minutes a game since then he's missed 119 regular season games. that's not it including playoffs as well and yeah you can jot it down to freak injuries like the Bradley Beal injury, that was unavoidable. That was just a freak mm. occurrence. Him bumping into Drew Holiday like that at the beginning of the year, which aggravated the shoulder in the first place, that was a freak occurrence. could have really happened to anybody. But you have all these lists of injuries, and the list is pretty long for Kyrie Irving. There is some concern moving forward that he's going to be able to play You know, more than – well, I don't know if he's going to be able to play more than 65 games, to be honest with you, because the last few years he hasn't been able to. And that was especially worth. We might end up um, putting Kyrie Irving or Kenny because yeah, they might give him not a minute restriction, but you know, look at load management for Kyrie Irving next year. So he might only play, you know, sixty to sixty-five, whatever the case may be. But as Matt said in the group chat, as long as he's healthy in the playoffs, that's all that really matters to me. So,
1: yeah. What do you think if if we're uh, if we're trying to find a little bit of solace. What's the best way to end this year? Is there anything you'd be looking for uh, going forward that I think would? Because I think a lot of people are now kind of in the mode of desolate sorrow. Uh, this season is over. But is there a way to kind of make amends of everything that's happened?
0: I think if they catch the right team in the playoffs, I'm like if, I wouldn't. I would never bet on this. I would never. I don't even want this to happen because you'll hear in a second, like my reasoning, like say they catch Miami in the playoffs and Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo goes down and they're, they're out all of a sudden, you know, one team loses one guy like, you know, like the Nets have obviously the Nets would still be huge underdogs against any team with, you know, even like an injury prone team because we've seen the raptors are great even when they're injured whatever but you know all all it takes is like you know jimmy butler's out for the series and then bam Adebayo their number one guy lavert you know goes back to being you know that that kind of that all-star-ish player that he's been at times in his career dinwiddie plays really well joe harris exercises his playoff demons jared allen plays really well It's crazy, and I, I, if there's a percentage, I'd, I give me like five percent on this, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could win a first round playoff series. So much would have to break right, and they would have to play so well for it to happen. But if there's like a best case scenario in my mind, it would be them like pulling off like the one upset that happens every year in the NBA playoffs. If that, you know, because NBA there's never any upsets, but Maybe maybe something breaks right for him, but obviously I understand that's kind of a pipe dream. Even though I'm I'm bringing it up right now, it's it's at least a possibility in my mind. They
2: played the Miami Heat pretty tough. There first two games of the season, split decision there. They've played the Toronto Raptors pretty well, and they've also played the Boston Celtics pretty well, so I understand those who think that they might be able to take out one of those three teams in a seven-game series, because like Daddy said, you never know what injuries are going to play about, or play, what what role injuries are going to play in a, in a series, etc. Um, but best possible outcome for me, over the next 29 games, would we'll probably just be playing 500 basketball. We're 17 and 16 now without Kyrie Irving, continue to build upon that and then that also puts marks in a better situation especially if like Levert or if Prince starts you know playing lockdown defense and on the other end starts hitting threes that are you know really efficient clip it gives them more uh, flexibility in the summer to maybe potentially move those pieces or you know someone like Karis Levert could stay on the team entering next season and be like that seventh man besides Spencer Didn't sixth man, kinda like the Clippers have with, you know, Lou Williams or Montresero. But what I'm trying to say is play the best possible brand of basketball you can play over these next twenty nine games, try to stick around five hundred and just take it from there.
1: If I was the Nets, I would feature Karis Laverde in particular as much as possible because I, I kind of hinted at this, but, um, like, if they can figure out a way to make him this, like, 20-plus scorer, and, like, a lot of that's just going to come down to giving him touches, but, you know, he's been he's been shooting it at a pretty high clip lately. Um, if you can keep that going for a couple of months, that just gives me more flexibility this summer, because Spencer Dinwiddie has value on the market. I mean, I it seemed like every single team in the league was calling for his services, um, and, you know, he's a guy that puts up 21 and six and a half, uh, on like an $11.6 million salary. That's attractive to just about any team. Right now, Karis LeVert makes about 17 and a half, I believe, which is f- like fine. It's a little more actually than I think. Um, you know, I don't even know if he, because I, I it's a kind of a dry market this summer. Maybe he'd earn that much. But, um, you know, that's probably right around his market value. Maybe a slightly overpaid. But if he can really have a nice little run, that's a little enticing. You know, he's got a lot of sustainable, or I guess like tangible upside to him just because of how much time he's missed like it's weirdly his worst and his best trait is that he's missed so much time but in there there is like a two-way guy he's had nights where he's looked really good defensively there's this two-way downhill scorer that can get you a bucket he's maybe at best a sixth man but he's like an interesting little player maybe you can get some more playmaking out of him um they just need to basically have a (laughs) like some tape to prove it So that would be what I would do and maybe play a little cool Rooks or somebody else like that, that teams could get into, but, or, or a Prince as, 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 uh, as Nolan brought up, but that's what I'd be looking at. But yeah, that's pretty much the only thing I can think of. So, um,
0: yeah, no, it's, it's just, I don't know. It, I, I definitely agree with you. It, I know I'm, I, I had the most optimistic like best case scenario, but, uh, it's just, and I know I'm harping on this, it's unfortunate that the season has gotten to this point. But I don't think all hope is lost yet. I mean, they still they still have, you know, conceivably a healthy Irving and Durant next year. They're still a championship contender. So as tough as this is for, you know, for Nets fans to watch, there's still some, some light at the end of the tunnel or, you know, a bright horizon or whatever whatever dumb cliche my brain wants to come up with.
1: Do we have anything else we want to touch on nets wise? Um, I think we're around like 26 this minutes. Do you have anything else that we should touch on? I know Danny, you want to go through some scheduling stuff, perhaps.
0: Um. Just yeah, I, we we talked about it a little bit uh, before. Just they they have a six six out of their next seven games are on the road. They got Philly, Charlotte, both on the road. Then they have the Magic at home wizards hawks heat and celtics those next four games on the road so it's and it's like weird because you know you should be able to beat the hornets you should be able to beat the hawks you should be able to beat the wizards you should be able to beat those three teams even the you know the magic at home should be able to win four out of those seven games if if we're you know doing the the thing where you just click wins on the uh or you know check wins off in the box but I think these next 6 6 or 7 games will tell us a lot about what the rest of the season's going to look like. If they can if they can beat the teams they're supposed to beat, maybe steal one against Miami, steal one against Boston or something like that. I think there's going to be, you know, we'll be we'll be talking on the pod with like a a little bit more hopeful tune going forward. Uh but yeah, that those next 7 games are just kind of what I've I've been I've been keying up and, you know, keeping an eye on kind of
2: I think those seven games are going to dictate what the remaining of the season is going to look like. If they can, like you said, win four out of seven, unfortunately with the Nets, especially this season, what I've learned is that we can never really predict mm-hmm. how this team's going to play over a two to three week span or whatever the case may be. But I think this next seven with the news of Kyrie Irving being out for the, probably the remainder of the year, what, what I'm assuming is, I think what we're all assuming is the remainder of the year. I think these next seven are going to really set the tone. And you want to, you know, continue on the momentum that you had entering the break and build upon it and try to make that final push. I think the magic, like two games back of the eight seed, because the disparity between the first and second seeds and the Eastern conference is just so glaring. Like the last thing you want is a historically dominant Bucks team. That's going to, I mean, you go, you go at that point, you're going to want a mercy rule after game three. So we'll see. We'll see. how yeah, That's
0: it. That's, uh whoever the bucks play is just a sweep waiting to happen no for sure
1: i'm trying to look at i'm doing like a little mental math which never goes well for me uh i'm trying to see how many away games i'm sure there's a way you can do this on espn it looks like more of their games are away than at home which is weird hold on i can for them to uh, do you have access to that Love, love the research on the go on a podcast. This is a classic Matt Brooks move. Sick,
0: they've they've 16, uh, 16 road games Okay, left. So of, of the 29, of Jesus. Of 29. 29 yeah.
1: So that's obviously not great. Um, I'm going to look at their expanded splits. It's famously already gone around that they – they're not even expanded, but just regular splits. Um, it's already gone around that they've only beat one 500 team on the road. I believe seven of those. I think we counted this the other day, Danny. Seven of them, I believe, are on the road. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, um, uh, remaining. So that's not great. Uh, I actually think they're probably going to go just a shade under 500, uh, which I still think they'll probably finish above the magic though. They, the magic have kind of closed that gap a little bit. Um, I, you know, at the end of the day, like, and of course, after saying all this stuff about, oh, this is the best news possible. Now these guys aren't going to be placed, you know, placed in situations where they have to carry the team for all that said, <laughs> I have to come in and be a little bit negative. Uh, they're not doing anything in round one. This team is not going to win a round. They're, they're not There's I don't, I don't see any situation. Any of those teams, Miami, the Celtics, the Raptors are so top notch. Like this isn't like a situation like a couple of years ago where it was like the, uh, I don't know, like the Pacers with a young Oladipo were the four seed. Like this is, you know, these are th- three really, really, really good teams. Even if they got Philly, I don't even know if they'd win maybe one game, um, you know, Pacers would even give him a tough series. Like, I, I I just don't really see it right now. I mean, you'd really have to hope for the world from Lavert and Dinwiddie's already. You know, you worry about him being a little bit overtaxed in certain situations. Now imagine him having to do it against one of these top-notch teams. Um, if he doesn't get any assistance, which you never know with this team. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think that they'll probably finish at the seven. That's probably me being really lazy and not wanting to actually crunch the numbers out. Uh, but, I, you know, they strike me as a 38-39 win team, which is right around in, you know, kind of that 7-8 for the East. And uh doesn't really matter, I honestly. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> I'm waiting for next year. Uh, I'm excited for the playoffs themselves. Um, and I think I'll probably shift a little bit more into, like, general NBA stuff. But that's kind of mm. where I'm at. Uh, season is effectively over. And uh, there goes my high note. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, they're in a they're in a weird spot where I don't. I guess we can like quickly segue into this. I don't. And you talked about this in your periscope as well, uh, Matt. I don't think they're going to play the young guys. I think which is stupid. Yeah, I, I would do that too. I definitely would at least showcase Karuks or Musa. Um, I'd want Claxton to get some run, but I don't expect that to happen. I expect them, Kenny to tighten up the rotation, go eight to nine, man, try to make that final push. These last 29 games, and that's just not what I want because, like you said, at the end of the day, they're probably not going to be making any noise in the playoffs, regardless. And on the other end, if you showcase those guys and they play, you know, uninspired basketball, whatever the case may be, if they start losing, this draft sucks. So, like, they're in this really awkward situation where. I totally understand that fans just wanna fast forward this shit and move on to next season once we have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. These are definitely the dark days. It's gonna be brighter in the future. Like I'm gonna Ideally, you know, I guess. Yeah, to Canadian me, I'm holding optimism here. <laughs> Kyrie Irving's gonna be healthy. <laughs> it's gonna be good knock on wood, right? But these this it's just such an unfortunate situation. And how this season planned out or panned out, I should say sorry, it's this is the worst possible outcome as far as I'm concerned.
1: The way I like, I wish, I mean, it doesn't really seem like anything happened to his shoulder long term, except for, I guess he prolonged the surgery, but it was like kind of a shame, I think from the fan standpoint to like, you know, we could have had this entire conversation of like, oh, the season's effectively over like two months ago, (laughs) which is like a little bit frustrating, but it is what it is. I mean, um... They're not going to fall out of the playoffs. They, I was looking. I thought it was the Bulls. I've the Bulls are in a tailspin of a lifetime. The Washington Wizards are actually the ninth seed, and they have a five-game lead over the Wizards, who have won a whopping 37.7% of their games, which is just so horrendous. Oh, my, horrendous. God. Oh my <laughs> um, God. Yeah, it's a classic Eastern Conference year if you're looking at uh, seed seven to whatever, 15. So, um, yeah, I uh, I think they're kind of stuck with where they're at. Um, you know that that the draft slots are kind of plateaued once you get out of like that top five, and even the top five isn't that big. So, just nothing really to get exciting about. <laughs> about I guess until uh, what I guess maybe I guess the Olympics people can start getting excited to see what Durant looks like. Um, maybe some more videos will leak out. We actually had another one while we we're doing this uh, this podcast. So I guess that's what <laughs> you know being a uh, being involved in the Nets world is going to be, is just getting excited about videos and, and the Olympics. And then inevitably when, when media day rolls around next year.
2: So yeah, that's a ton of speculation. That's, that's the life right now.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, just kind of musing about things that we mused about last <laughs> July. We're back to where we were <laughs> back into the starting blocks. We go, <laughs> Ugh, yeah, but, oh boy. but, uh, yeah, no, so it's it's, it's funny, but, uh, yeah, I, the one thing I will say before we kind of do the 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 uh, the random shout-outs is the thing that I think is a big shame with this year um, is that they didn't, because Kyrie was in and out this rotation the entire year, they never really went with the youth movement because they're in, like, win-now mode, which now feels like a total loss, I think. And that's that would be my biggest loss coming away from all this um, is that you know it's not that nobody it's not that the the nets failed to like develop certain players because i don't want to go that far but i don't feel like we had a major breakout player you know week to week the way we did last year like it was just kind of more of the same everybody came in with certain skills and they left the season with certain skills or just a year older and i so i don't know if we got as much like experimentation developmental stuff it was a lot more of playing the vets just to stay afloat above water and for now, at this point, for no reason. So that would be my biggest, like, man, that, that sucks moment.
2: <laughs> no, I'd agree with that, too. It kind of does suck. Because I mean, that's
1: the way it was last year. Like, you'd have Kuroks cool right. break out at the beginning of January, D-Low, and, right. like, you didn't get that this year just because they had right. to sort of play the Wilson Chandlers and the Garrett Temples of the world.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, last last year was much more, uh much more fun team to watch, I think, Obviously, you have to you have to sign Kyrie and KD. I mean that it just it is what it is. You have to go with the big fish that can get you to that next championship level. But I think Nets fans who watched last year and watched this year are going to try and forget this year. And last year definitely holds a special place in people's hearts, no matter what.
1: Agreed. Um, do you guys have anything else on the Nets, the lovely Brooklyn Nets? The,
0: I think I'm tapped out. All
1: right, me too. I'm pretty beat after uh with like an hour of collective recording. Uh random shoutouts. I uh who do you got? Who wants to go first?
2: <laughs> I'm last on this one cuz I'm still trying okay. to Okay.
1: Um uh I
0: guess this is basketball related, so I'm cheating, but uh got playoffs coming up in men's league. We got one one more game tomorrow on wednesday and then uh, after that playoffs i think if we win tomorrow we'll be the two seed got a shot at at uh repeating our title this year so i've been been pretty pumped with that i'm actually i've been I, like most of this year i've been just like a lazy lump on a log and like haven't worked out but like now that i'm actually like playing in a basketball league again i actually like i go shoot around every day work out like i'm actually in like decent shape right now which is Wild for me because it's like I i hate working out. I hate, <laughs> I'm just such a lazy person in that regard. So, just the fact that something's got me off my ass and working out again and sort of athletic, I guess you could say. <laughs> I think that I'm best I'm excited, pro about, excited basketball. about that.
2: Yeah, definitely the best pro pick pickup basketball is what Danny just said. Guess yeah, I guess he would shape it as fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm I you can't like you can't motivate me with anything to go and like sit on the bike or the treadmill for an hour at the gym or like go lift weights or anything but like go shoot around for like a half an hour forty five minutes like get a little sweat going like I I could do that hundred
1: hmm. percent. Um, I'm trying to find the post, but I just saw this. Uh, I do. I honestly really don't follow football, but it. I I'm trying to oh,
2: football take.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Watch out. Cam Newton Panthers. There we go. Cam Newton and the Panthers are headed for a breakup. Uh, I don't know anything about that, but, uh, <laughs> like the <laughs> football, Interesting. but that's pretty, uh, that's pretty interesting that, that I, I know that's kind of in the, in the works for a while. And like certain people have been expecting that, but, uh, I'm curious. I want to see where he goes and like, if he has any legs under him at this point, um, it's uh yeah that's that's pretty interesting stuff. To Friend of the a show, Nicole Colin Cohen.
0: Loring is gonna be uh, is gonna be upset about that. I think I was gonna I ask. He's a, he's a Newton guy.
1: Is he? Is yeah? Was he in favor of keeping Newton, or is he like this is probably for the best for both sides?
0: I th- I think I think Colin was was for was for keeping Newton. Okay. I could be oh, wrong really? about that, but mm. I would I would have to check. I think he's st- he's still got to have something left. He's been he he just took such a beating for a couple of years there. I, th- I think he's still he's still got a little something in the tank.
1: He's uh one of the most. Go ahead. He's gonna make a great Charger.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, Could be. Could Maddie be. NFL the NFL hot takes. Oh burgers. yeah.
1: That was my hottest take of the day, and it wasn't even about basketball. <laughs> how
0: about how about Drew Drew Brees going back to the Chargers? How about that? Oh, oh man. man, that's a hot take. Be else. That's a hot take. He
1: uh he looked cooked. I think I would rather go Cam Newton. <laughs>
0: Uh, there's Brady, like there's there's a ton of these vets, yeah, who are Brady, looking for another chance.
2: Brady's basically going to be holding the whole free agency hostage wherever he goes, and then everything else will kind of fall into place. I'm really curious yeah. to see where
0: Brady ends up.
2: If he, my 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 bet would be resigning in Foxborough, but like who knows? He might just want to change. I his just,
0: TV. I, yeah, as a Jets fan, I'd love to see him leave. Just even I know he's not what he what he was you know, a few years ago, but really. I just, I've had enough. I've had enough of the AFC <laughs> east fan. No, no. Yeah, yeah, I I've just, I've, I've been beaten down for so long. Yeah, it's,
2: you know, man, you guys had those uh, little, like, golden moments in 2009, 2010, but besides that, it's been,
0: uh. Those are the best, man. Those fucking, like, dead. out of any team I think I've ever for, rooted for, I guess, I guess probably Yankee World Series is, were better, but. Those AFC Championship games were tops of my uh, being a fan of anything, which is very sad.
2: Gonna yeah, watch that was turning into an NFL podcast. I guess I should do my. shout uh, yeah, right. I guess should, I should do my uh, shadow now. I'm actually gonna shout out my girlfriend, uh, Vanessa.
1: Oh, wholesome! Uh, right near. Yeah, uh... yeah,
2: yeah. Right at the end here. So if she tunes in, she probably won't make it this far. But hey, whatever. What can you do? She, uh, for Valentine's Day, bought me a Brooklyn Nets t-shirt. And that may not sound like a big deal, but living in Vancouver, British Columbia, where I can't get shit Brooklyn Nets related. I mean, if I hop into the mall and I go to any of the stores that sell NBA gear, I'm never going to see Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to see Lakers. I might Recently now, obviously, I see the Bucs. And I might see a couple of the other you know mainstream big market teams like the Knicks, etc., but to get a Brooklyn Nets t-shirt, it's my first one. It's good on you.
0: Good on you. So, Way to go.
1: Mine. Way to go, Nets. <laughs> Not setting <laughs> yeah. your merch up there.
0: <laughs> Vanessa. Uh,
1: well, that's good on her. That's a good Valentine's Day present. Yeah, you did great, man. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> you did great. I'm proud of you. <laughs> uh, the, the, the little things we got to hold on to. The Nets might, might be going through a... Uh, I don't want to call it disastrous season, but a disappointing season. But the little things, man. You can say disaster. You can say yeah, it. Yeah, it's a disaster. It's pretty. Yeah. It's a disaster, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So we're in agreement. All right. Thanks. Thanks for just giving me that little. Yeah, push we gave I you the guys.
1: confidence to 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 just spit yeah, the truth there. Right. Um, yeah, get that hot take out there. You will know, we'll <laughs> back you up.
0: Yeah, I need. I just. I need a little. A little. Uh, a little pushing sometimes.
1: <laughs> um. All right, guys, uh, I will talk to you guys soon. I'm assuming we'll probably just do again next week versus like we're, we're shooting for recording on Thursdays. Uh, obviously, that changed a little bit with this news, but typically we'll be recording on Thursdays. Podcasts will be coming out either late Thursday or Friday. So that's what you can expect going forward today. I mean, of course, if something comes up like this news, then yeah, uh, we'll probably do it a different day that week, but that's what we're looking at. It seems like it works best for us. Mm -hmm. but thank you guys it was good talking to you guys and I will talk to you guys next week
2: thank you